is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. It's time for your questions on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. There's a heap of questions, as there always are, and we appreciate people sending them in. We try to get to as many as we can, and we'll bang through a, a few here. John Corbett emailed, did the AFL miss a trick this year with the prelim final scheduling? It feels like it would have been the perfect year to troll the NFL Conference Championship model of both prelims running consecutively. That is 4.35 into 7.20 time-wise. This year was their chance to have a go because they had two different hosting cities and they needed a solution for the six-day break for the winner of Port GWS anyway. What happened to the fixturing dare and flair of the COVID era? I'll just quickly jump in. There is no dare and flair anymore. We did it because we had to in COVID and we threatened to do it in the future because it was a good idea. But we've gone back to conservative ways, Archie, specifically the timings of the AFL prelim finals this weekend. John, it's broadcast for television. There's a big check that means that we need to get big audiences to match. And Friday night is the crucial slot. So it was Friday night first strategy. And the big game is Collingwood clearly for Friday night. So the, the fixture, despite what a few people have said, was the absolute right fixture. Friday night Collingwood and Saturday twilight-ish Brisbane. Mark Lipson, I think the game could have started a little bit earlier on the Saturday when we only... On the Saturday, back, yeah. Yep. Yep. Mark Lipson, Facebook. Which teams would AFL headquarters want to see in the grand final? Carlton v Collingwood would be massive in Melbourne, but Brisbane v GWS would be better for growing the game in Queensland and New South Wales. I reckon it's a fantastic question, Mark. It's one I've been um, raising with people at the AFL and, and others are raising uh, with, with other people in, in the industry. Financially, the way it works, Carlton v Collingwood would have an add-on effect, but from the bigger picture, the, the development nature, particularly of GWS, is is untold what that could do. Either way, there's going to be 99,900 and whatever the venue fits these days at the grand final for whatever combination of teams are there. But Hachi, you're in the corporate space. I would imagine the way your business operates and the way you personally operate, that Carlton v Collingwood would be, and you won't want to admit this, but I'll tell our listeners on your behalf, you, from a commercial point of view, would much rather Carlton v Collingwood. I think everyone would. It's, it's <laughs> No, they wouldn't. <laughs> well, Brisbane Lions supporters wouldn't. The AFL clearly want that. <laughs> like that's, well, sorry, the AFL football department is agnostic, but the AFL corporate world, it's the biggest, it'd be the biggest grand final, it'd be the biggest sporting event maybe ever staged in Australia. How can so, okay, you not want well, that? Well, how would so they close. make, okay, again, take us into your world and take us into this world. How would they, the AFL, make more from Carlton Collingwood, given there is a set What's, price per ticket? And I, I know how it works. The set well, price of the ticket's only no, a, an, an ambit number, I know that. But t- take me how it works. No, it'd be the biggest event, eyeballs, hype, it'd be like a Super Bowl. So that's like it's... If you're this, there'll be days and opportunities to get Brisbane and Giants and investment in New South Wales and Queens and all those <laughs> things. But I, I think if you actually privately asked the AFL commercial team and the, um, I think they would say it would be really exciting for the game. So are you saying when they when they look people in the eye and say there is no difference or market difference, there's no, no major difference. Football, are they have they got their tongue in their cheek? Is that what the you're football saying? Football and the execs would be that way because they're just agnostic. But oh, you, I think. If you worked in their sales team, you'd be pretty comfortable. If you worked in their so, well, what about um, Fitzy at the AFL? What what would he want, Hutchie? Who's, who's Scott Fitzy? Fitzgerald? Fitzy? He'd be bragging for Carlton Collingwood. <laughs> so I don't know whether he is. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like I think what I it's 
it'd be a rare chance for a massive game between two tra- 1970 grand finals still talked about in like it'd be just massive yeah from that perspective from a Victorian However, supporting perspective but it's a national whichever, game whatever hunch. happens there's a huge result Brisbane would be awesome the Giants would be a great story uh, whatever happens happens yep. but yeah I Hachi, personally, you, it, I'd love to see a Carlton Collins grand final person. Yeah, you might be able to wipe out that, was it, $28 million debt oh, and a $9 million. Yeah. No, hang on. I dealt with that very sensitively. I'm just having yeah. a little lighthearted yeah, joke now. You might be yeah. able to wipe out the $28 yeah. million debt, Archie, on the back of Carlton Collins. Is that yeah. how it could work? Yeah. You could Fair have enough. gone along with me with that. I, I looked after you in the I first did. part. Yep. Hey, have you got the questions in front of you or not? Because um, yeah. there's one. Yeah, Phil Moon. No, no, go to Taylor Calpron. Uh, Taylor Capron. Damo always talks about there being a Channel 7 JB and a Triple M JB. I would like to suggest that there is a sounding board Damo <laughs> and a Triple M Damo. What do you think? Well, what does I he mean? I think that's a great point, Taylor. What does he mean? <laughs> oh, you get a bit Boise on the on the M's. Oh, well, it's a Boise-ish station. <laughs> it's yeah. what it's made its name for, and it's it's still I valid. I'd, I'd bring out the, hopefully, bring out a bit more of the um, the considered. Uh, viewed, Taylor, not the irreverent demo. Different products, Taylor. I, I I don't know what exactly it is you're referring to, but they're different programs. So you oh, you, you morph your way into, don't you? you I think all... he's really nailed this. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I, well, tell me what the differences yep. are. Um, let's go to this one, Matt Holden on email. Do you think we are seeing more journalists write stories that are influenced by clubs? Just recently, we had two versions of Braden Maynard's visits to Angus Brayshaw. One which made Maynard look sympathetic which could have come from Collingwood, and one which made him look not so great, brackets, which may have come from Melbourne. Does there become a point where a journalist tells a club they're just going to stick to the facts? Most of us can see through the BS anyway. Did you think there was a lot of briefing that went on, as Eddie said, on the Maynard stuff? Well, you said that last week on our show, yep. Archie. You, you personally yep. said that. I think I heard you say that before Eddie said it. Yep. Uh, I, well, I personally yeah. didn't get, um, well, apart from the conversations I made, I didn't get briefed on on anything and Matt it's, it's just a way of life if if there's a story that you know is clickable and that's basically the the entry point these days does will it click if, if the answer to that is yes well you're going to write it if it comes to you through a certain way it it's largely irrelevant and that doesn't make it right or wrong it yep. just is telling you how it works and if you've got a relationship at one club that's better than the other well that's the reason it happens that way it, again it's not endorsing it it's not trying to justify or validate it but that's just the world we live in and you're right there were two versions of it um, I imagine you've hit the nail on the head in how you've uh, seen it unfold with who may have been telling people what so yep. yeah um, let's move across to... Uh, ask, the, ask me the Elijah question, Damo. I, I can give you the answer. Okay. I wasn't going to do that one. Elijah Daniel Mascio on Facebook. Why does News Corp, brackets Foxtel KO, not see value in soccer? It does not broadcast any soccer at all. Meanwhile, nine has the Champions League. Seven had the Women's World Cup. Ten has the A-League, FA Cup and Socceroos. What is it that News Corp sees that the rest of the market doesn't? They had the A-League. They paid a fair bit for it. They say it didn't work for them and their business, and the relationship didn't end well to the point where not only are they not uh, broadcasting it, but the print papers have um, are not covering it to the degree that they were because they're a very amalgamated approach to these things. Now, like if they go into a sport, they go into it through the line, right? Which is TV rights, broadcast, and print coverage and leverage, and that's I'd be doing the same. I have no problem with that. And when they're out of it. They're not necessarily putting it on the back page anymore either. So, yeah, they it was a commercial um, misalignment, and I don't think that's 
necessarily coming back anytime soon. Albeit, you are saying, like, the Matildas we know was unbelievable. I think the uh, Stan and Nine have found nice niche value in the Champions League, and that's been a product that's worked really well for them. I think the EPL will get interesting. So, yeah, like, it, these things have a habit of going full circle. Yep. Greg Dorfman, Facebook. Hutchie has stated that he prefers the, quote, voyeurism of watching an American broadcast for NFL rather than the one tailored to an Australian audience. Why then does he send Jared to the Super Bowl rather than taking an American simulcast? Well, it's a bit of a mix. We have American voices on our broadcast to complement that, but Jared's the best broadcaster in our view in the world, in play-by-play. In the world. And we want to uh, let people live it through his eyes. Well, one of the best in the world. Uh, Rory Neeson email. I've been really enjoying the passion of the Carlton fans over the past few weeks, even though I'm a Sydney Swan supporter. But my question for Hutchie and Damo is how many times can we hear the term, it's the loudest I've ever heard at the MCG? I feel like the media have run this line every week recently and many other times throughout the year. Is there a time when it actually is the loudest? I can raise a good point, Rory. I've heard this now from the mouths of a lot of people. I've heard yep. the noise too. It's loud. Make no mistake, it is loud. Is it the loudest the MCG's ever been? Never been louder, Damo. <laughs> Never been louder. It's always the it's yeah. always the loudest, the most recent loud you hear, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, we'll do one more, Hachi. Uh, John Malici email. Will the AFL trade period be poorer next year once Adrian Dodoro steps back? Who will yep. replace his villain role in the trade period? All good content requires yep. a villain. Hey, John, he's if you're a wrestling fan as well, let me have a go at this. He's been the heel. And he's been a long time heel. He, I reckon, a face turn for Adrian is he's they become a baby face would be his next move. Maybe that's part of the commentary team on Trade Radio. What that, do you reckon? That's all lost on me. All those like nicknames. A Jerry you just Lawler gave. style, Randy Savage in the booth, face turn. All of that's lost on me. I don't know what you're talking about uh, when it comes <laughs> to wrestling. But uh, that was question time for the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Questions with Hachi and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.